section ten part one chapter two continued of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez this librivox recording is in the public domain again the frenchman was plunged in doubt not knowing in just what this greatly appreciated seriousness consisted at his wedding desnoyers thought much of his mother if only the poor old woman could witness this extraordinary stroke of good fortune but she had died the year before believing her son enormously rich because he had been sending her sixty dollars every month taken from the wages that he had earned on the ranch desnoyers entrance into the family made his father-in-law pay less attention to business city life with all its untried enchantments and snares now attracted madariaga and he began to speak with contempt of country women poorly groomed and inspiring him with disgust he had given up his cowboy attire and was displaying with childish satisfaction the new suits in which a tailor of the capital was trying to disguise him when elena wished to accompany him to buenos aires he would wriggle out of it trumping up some absorbing business no you go with your mother the fate of his fields and flocks gave him no uneasiness his fortune managed by desnoyers was in good hands he is very serious again affirmed the old spaniard to his family assembled in the dining-room as serious as i am nobody can make a fool of him and finally the frenchman concluded that when his father-in-law spoke of seriousness he was referring to his strength of character according to the spontaneous declaration of madariaga he had from the very first day that he had dealings with desnoyers perceived in him a nature like his own more hard and firm perhaps but without splurges of eccentricities on this account he had treated him with such extraordinary circumspection foreseeing that a clash between the two could never be adjusted their only disagreements were about the expenses established by madariaga during his regime since the son-in-law was managing the ranches the work was costing less and the people working more diligently and that too without yells and without strong words and deeds with only his presence and brief orders the old man was the only one defending the capricious system of a blow followed by a gift he revolted against a minute and mechanical administration always the same without any arbitrary extravagance or good-natured tyranny very frequently some of the half-breed peons whom a malicious public supposed to be closely related to the ranchman would present themselves before desnoyers with senor manager the old patron say that you are to give me five dollars the senor manager would refuse and soon after madariaga would rush in in a furious temper but measuring his words nevertheless remembering that his son-in-law's disposition was as serious as his own i like you very much my son but here no one overrules me ah frenchy you are like all the rest of your countrymen once you get your claws on a penny it goes into your stocking and never more sees the light of day even though they crucify you did i say five dollars give him ten i command it and that is enough the frenchman paid shrugging his shoulders whilst his father-in-law satisfied with his triumph fled to buenos aires it was a good thing to have it well understood that the ranch still belonged to madariaga the spaniard from one of these trips 
he returned with a companion a young german who according to him knew everything and could do everything his son-in-law was working too hard this karl hartrott would assist him in the bookkeeping desnoyers accepted the situation and in a few days felt increasing esteem for the new incumbent although they belonged to two unfriendly nations it didn't matter there are good people everywhere and this karl was a subordinate worth considering he kept his distance from his equals and was hard and inflexible toward his inferiors all his faculties seemed concentrated in service and admiration for those above him scarcely would madariaga open his lips before the german's head began nodding in agreement anticipating his words if he said anything funny his clerk's laugh would break forth in scandalous roars with desnoyers he appeared more taciturn working without stopping for hours at a time as soon as he saw the manager entering the office he would leap from his seat holding himself erect with military precision he was always ready to do anything whatever unasked he spied on the workmen reporting their carelessness and mistakes this last service did not especially please his superior officer but he appreciated it as a sign of interest in the establishment the old man bragged triumphantly of the new acquisition urging his son-in-law also to rejoice a very useful fellow isn't he these gringos from germany work well know a good many things and cost little then too so disciplined so servile i am sorry to praise him so to you because you are a frenchy and your nation has in them a very powerful enemy his people are a hard-shelled race desnoyers replied with a shrug of indifference his country was far away and so was germany who knew if they would ever return they were both argentinians now and ought to interest themselves in present affairs and not bother about the past and how little pride they have sneered madariaga in an ironical tone every one of these gringos when he is a clerk at the capital sweeps the shop prepares the meals keeps the books sells to the customers works the typewriter translates four or five languages and dances attendance on the proprietor's lady friend as though she were a grand senora all for twenty-five dollars a month who can compete with such people you frenchy you are like me very serious and would die of hunger before passing through certain things but mark my words on this very account they are going to become a terrible people after brief reflection the ranchman added perhaps they are not so good as they seem just see how they treat those under them it may be that they affect this simplicity without having it and when they grin at receiving a kick they are saying inside just wait till my turn comes and i'll give you three then he suddenly seemed to repent of his suspicions at any rate this karl is a poor fellow a mealy-mouthed simpleton who the minute i say anything opens his jaws like a fly-catcher he insists that he comes from a great family but who knows anything about these gringos all of us dead with hunger when we reach america claim to be sons of princes madariaga had placed himself on a familiar footing with his teutonic treasure not through gratitude as with desnoyers but in order to make him feel his inferiority he had also introduced him on an equal footing in his home but only that he might give piano lessons to his younger daughter the romantica was no longer framing herself in the doorway in the gloaming watching the sunset reflect when karl had finished his work in the office he was now coming
coming to the house and seating himself beside elena who was tinkling away with a persistence worthy of a better fate at the end of the hour the german accompanying himself on the piano would sing fragments from wagner in such a way that it put madariaga to sleep in his armchair with his great paraguay cigar sticking out of his mouth elena meanwhile was contemplating with increasing interest the singing gringo he was not the knight of her dreams awaited by the fair lady he was almost a servant a blonde immigrant with reddish hair fat heavy and with bovine eyes that reflected an eternal fear of disagreeing with his chiefs but day by day she was finding in him something which rather modified these impressions his feminine fairness except where he was burned by the sun the increasingly martial aspect of his mustachios the agility with which he mounted his horse his air of a troubadour intoning with a rather weak tenor voluptuous romances whose words she did not understand one night just before supper the impressionable girl announced with a feverish excitement which she could no longer repress that she had made a grand discovery papa karl is of noble birth he belongs to a great family the plain made a gesture of indifference other things were vexing him in those days but during the evening feeling the necessity of venting on somebody the wrath which had been gnawing at his vitals since his last trip to buenos aires he interrupted the singer see here gringo what's all this nonsense about nobility which you have been telling my girl Karl left the piano that he might draw himself up to the approved military position before responding under the influence of his recent song his pose suggested lohengrin about to reveal the secret of his life his father had been general von hartrott one of the commanders in the war of seventy the emperor had rewarded his services by giving him a title one of his uncles was an intimate counsellor of the king of prussia his older brothers were conspicuous in the most select regiments he had carried a sword as a lieutenant bored with all this grandeur madariaga interrupted him lies nonsense hot air the very idea of a gringo talking to him about nobility he had left europe when very young in order to cast in his lot with the revolting democracies of america and although nobility now seemed to him something out of date and incomprehensible still he stoutly maintained that the only true nobility was that of his own country he would yield first place to the gringos for the invention of machinery and ships and for breeding priceless animals but all the counts and marquises of gringoland appeared to him to be fictitious characters all tomfoolery he blustered there isn't any nobility in your country nor have you five dollars all told to rub against each other if you had you wouldn't come over here to play the gallant to women who are you know what they are as well as i do to the astonishment of desnoyers the german received this onslaught with much humility nodding his head in agreement with the patron's last words if there is any truth in all this twaddle about titles continued madariaga implacably swords and uniforms what did you come here for what in the devil did you do in your own country that you had to leave it now karl hung his head confused and stuttering papa papa pleaded elena the poor little fellow 
how can you humiliate him so just because he is poor and she felt a deep gratitude toward her brother-in-law when he broke through his usual reserve in order to come to the rescue of the german oh yes of course he's a good enough fellow said madariaga excusing himself but he comes from a land that i detest when desnoyers made a trip to buenos aires a few days afterward the cause of the old man's wrath was explained it appeared that for some months past madariaga had been the financial guarantor and devoted swain of a german prima donna stranded in south america with an italian opera company it was she who had recommended karl an unfortunate countryman who after wandering through many parts of the continent was now living with her as a sort of gentlemanly singer madariaga had joyously expended upon this courtesan many thousands of dollars a childish enthusiasm had accompanied him in this novel existence midst urban dissipations until he happened to discover that his frulein was leading another life during his absence laughing at him with the parasites of her retinue whereupon he arose in his wrath and bade her farewell to the accompaniment of blows and broken furniture end of section ten recording by tony oliva albuquerque new mexico